everybody, and welcome to the, I believe it is the 49th episode of the Betting Matters, what previously was the Ball and Chain podcast. I am your wonderful yet slightly tired host, Mark Thomas, because we are recording this at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, 9.30 for those of you that are out on the West Coast, but I'm on the East Coast, so I'm framing this on Eastern Time, and yeah, it is, uh, it's late, uh, long day at work. <laughs> for both our wonderful guests and for myself, but that's fine because we care about giving you amazing content on sports and betting to get you through your day. So we are willing to do this in the middle of the fucking night uh, for our <laughs> wonderful, wonderful guests. So uh, cackling in the background there is, is just, it is the middle of football season. Uh, there be There's no other person I'd rather have on this podcast and just real quickly as always this podcast is brought to you by zen sports which is coming soon in nevada and doing an nft drop in march uh we are we are let's we are, go we are breaking into the DeFi world even further so how is it going for you jess who is on uh you're on mountain time aren't you no 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 i'm on the east coast oh you are on the east coast yeah so. I, I i'm back in tampa i'm heading to the game on sunday oh why would you want to? Why would you want to see your team lose in person? No, 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 no. All right, all right. Hey, you're getting ahead of yourself here. <laughs> okay, well let's let's <laughs> let's, let's start first. Oh, let's start. so now now you now you're a believer in Matthew Stafford. Wow, actually, a, lot, a, a lot's changed since last week. <laughs> we'll talk about. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. First, you know what? Just to make you happy, because the rest of the podcast you might not like. Uh, let's start first with your. Uh, pretty much trouncing of the Eagles uh, this past Sunday. Um, I mean, I think everybody in the world picked the Buccaneers to win outright. I was a little bit unsure on the point spread one. In fact, actually, the Eagles almost did do a backdoor cover at the end. So they could have actually- yeah, yeah, they actually, yeah, they made it a little bit uh, close as far as that goes. But yeah, the points, the points were pretty easy on that one. Yeah, I still didn't like it because I didn't know what the weather was going to be. There were tornado warnings on the west side of Florida. Oh, trust me. One woke me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> scared, scared by wife. She, uh, she was like trying to hide in a bathtub and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, a tornado's not coming. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, uh, actually, I was about to ask if you went to the game on Sunday, but now that you're bringing up tornadoes, so I grew up in Wisconsin, uh, which was pretty much also not quite as bad as Kansas or Oklahoma, but still pretty much tornado alley. I will. Oh, wow. We got our ESPN playing in the background. Thank you so much for that. Um, but anyway, so I will never forget when I was to, uh, 13 years old, 1991, I, uh, there was a tornado in Wisconsin, uh, summer of 1991, and I was at my grandpa's house. Our entire family was there, and we all had to go in the basement and hide underneath his pool table. Now, I love pool, but I don't love pool in that way. And uh, there was quite a bit of damage, not necessarily to his house, but in the surrounding area. Tornadoes are nothing to be messed with. So, uh, so what was that like? I mean, waking up to a tornado on on Sunday to just <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, I was fine. I didn't. We're we're like right on the ocean, and I figured it was going to be uh, more inland. I. Uh, because it just said the Tampa area area. And I was just like the odds of it hitting anywhere close to where we're at are low. Uh, but my wife is a, is a stressor. And she was like, we, we moved, we moved our baby away from the window. So we, we brought his crib in and uh, I was like, that's good enough. I was like, there, like it, the wind wasn't blowing enough near there, but she's like, Oh, it's coming. And so she's like trying to get ready and get in the bathtub because she's Googling what to do in a tornado. And anyway, I, I talked her out. I talked her out of the bathtub and uh, back into bed so we can sleep because the tornado warning was at like 4 a.m. It was super annoying, but <laughs> uh, wow. needless to say, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but but no you did the, you did the right thing. You moved the baby away from the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, baby's priority number one. We got him in the middle of the house. I, I was like, so no, no, like debris could could come through but yeah so then i was like hey i think we're good from here and we we, we got to sleep thank goodness and we we survived the tornado warning did you go to the game that's my next question no i i did not go to the game i told you and then you called me a fair weather fan i told you i didn't want to go to this game because i felt like it was going to go exactly the way that it did 
And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I obviously watched the entire game and had a good time watching it. But at the same time, like sometimes going to blowouts uh, just isn't the most enjoyable experience there is. Even if it's your own team? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, a little bit. Like, of course, you're going to enjoy it while they're blowing the team out. But then it hits the third quarter and it just becomes like kill the clock time. And, you know, it just becomes a little, for me at least, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I am a Fairweather fan, but that's that's my opinion. But this week, if they blow out the Rams, I think it's a different story just because it's not expected. I think it was just kind of a foreseeable outcome that happened on Sunday. And so I just wasn't going to be quite as into it as I will be if I'm there Sunday and they blow out this Rams team. So let's let's recap. This all started from me being unsure of if the eight and a half points was wise. Oh my gosh, I'm going to just have to shut down my fucking ESPN because they don't want to stop playing some stupid fucking Home Depot Lowe's ad that I couldn't care less about. (laughs) Thank you, ESPN, for ruining this podcast. You are the four-letter word, to say the least. Uh, Anyways, anyways, anyways. So this all started from me saying, I don't know if I think it's wise to take the eight and a half because there could be bad weather. And right, you know, if there's a lot of wind and there's a lot of, you know, hail or other rain or whatever weather conditions, uh, the eight and a half might not be so wise, but turns out it was a, was a good play. Uh, so I think you're, uh, yeah, you were all set there. Did you, did you have a bet on that one? Did you have the, yes, yes. You know, I pretty much took everything that, well, I I was against you on a few games, but I I bet on every game over the weekend and uh, we were pretty on with the great, with the games that we agreed on. But I think, I think I beat you this week. Well, I was good on the money line. Uh, I was great on that, but I was awful against the spread. I was three and one the last week of the season against the spread and I was one and four this past weekend. I got knocked out of our monthly betting contest because I had such a, not, not the playoff contest that we have. The playoff pool is separate because that's only money line bracket throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah. But our, but our monthly betting contest where I pretty much only take teams uh, either over under or, or by the, or with the spread, because you don't get obviously too much uh, value on the money line. And uh, I got whacked. Uh, I got knocked out. I was leading. I was first place in the monthly betting contest in our, or our monthly contest that we have internally um uh here at zen sports going into the weekend and i am out afterwards uh the only game i got right was uh bills minus four and a half Um, yeah yeah so for those listening as mark and i debate this week just decide who you're going to trust here based off well i mean no i i i'm normally good at this but uh, (laughs) i was i was very very good the weekend before uh the reason the reason why is because uh, well, I didn't, that, the, the Tampa Eagles game was the only game I didn't pick against the spread. It's the only game I didn't place, um, uh, uh, anything on, uh, the spread. The other games though, uh, should have had the Raiders game. That was the right play. Actually Raiders plus six. That was the right play. Uh, really got screwed over there by that stupid invert whistle got screwed by carving a bonehead. In the last y- yeah. Yeah. You know, that one, that one was a tough loss. We were both on the Raiders. Yeah, I mean that was just that was just that was just garbage. That was nonsense. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I just uh, I don't know. I I I really well. I I got the Bills game right. So uh, after the yep yep, we were both on the Bills. That that one was that one was over and that one was quarter. easy. Then I didn't I yeah. didn't bet I didn't bet uh, Bucks Eagles and I did pick the Cowboys minus three or three and a half. Yeah, I remember Cowboys. you were big on the Cowboys. I I had. Well, the- I mean, here's the thing. I knew McCarthy was going to lay an egg. I just didn't expect him to do it in the wildcard round. I thought it was going to be in the divisional round or the <laughs> NFC championship game. I mean, I just, he is, holy shit. I mean, it brought back, it brought back really, really bad memories, bad memories of his days. Hey, hey, but at least those memories are over. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I was screaming for him to be fired after the NFC championship game against the Seahawks back in 2014 after they blew that huge lead. Like, I mean, that was, just, he was, he was, he twice fourth and goal from the one kicked a field goal. And what's crazy is yeah. that, you know, he took a year off in between being fired by the Packers and being hired by the Cowboys and said that he had found analytics. That was his whole thing. And what was it twice? He didn't go for it on fourth down where he should have. Like, I know that one of them, uh, he turned into a fake punt, but still like, 
I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like you're not, you're not some analytics guru now and all your stupid pre-snap penalties that your team has, like you've got your head up your ass again. Oh man, like, honestly. Yeah. They killed themselves. I could not believe that a playoff team was getting penalized the way they were. It was awful. Right. And then I decided, I said, look, I said, of course the Steelers are going to lose. Of course the, the, the Chiefs are going to win, but 12 and a half points is a lot in the NFL. Yeah. And we were, we were both on the Steelers spread on that one. Yeah. So I took him and we were looking good. I and mean, with that first touchdown halfway through the second quarter, we're like, shit, we're plus 19 and a half right now. We're good. Like, this is good. Like, they're going to still lose, but they'll lose like, I don't know, 21 17 or maybe even 27 17. But, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest. That was the one bet I live bet during the because uh, I had a I had a pre bet on the Steelers, but when they scored for first, I was trying to do a little. Sometimes I like to try to hit the middle or just like like right. break even with the loss. And I I saw the Chiefs were at uh, minus three and a half after that, so I I actually ripped uh, like a decent amount on that, and I, like yeah, that well, ended up good. Twice the Steelers had third and short and bombed the ball downfield. And I said, What are you doing? Just keep the clock moving, keep possession of the ball. Like the key to this game is keeping Mahomes off the field. Why would you be bombing it deep, third and two, and stuff like that? They did it twice, twice. And then they ended up punting. I'm like, What are you doing? Like, just you've got Najee Harris, just run the fucking ball and you're gonna get the first down or you're going to get the first down and keep the clock running. Like, I mean, yeah. And it was idiotic. It just, it just, it just played right into the chief's hands. It was stupid as hell. I mean, I actually like Tomlin as a coach, but I'm like, what are you doing right now? You have a, you have a, you know, statue of a quarterback. Don't be throwing the ball downfield in this situation. <laughs> just run it. So, and then look, I, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not in a Matthew Stafford, but Holy mother of God. Uh, uh, Murray, Murray does not look like he belongs. Murray doesn't even look like he belongs in the NFL anymore, let alone in a playoff game. I mean, that was the, the, the Rams do not have a good home field advantage. They've got Matthew Stafford. I don't want to hear about their defense. Their defense can be had. Um, yeah, I know they've got a couple good wideouts. I, I get it. Uh, but Sonny Michelle is not great. Um, and Stafford even only had he's, two he's yards. playing good. He's playing good. Michelle's playing good. And he Stafford, 58 yards. He, he, he didn't need well, I mean, at the same time, you you say Stafford, like Stafford didn't need to have a huge game. They were up nobody so had a huge or, game. Cup had 61 yards, Michelle had 58, Stafford had 202. They won that game because yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the defense ass. had a good, good game. And I, I'll, I'll still uh stand by what I said last week. I think. When Hopkins went down, that offense became a shell of itself. Like e- even with Murray, like I, I still believe in Murray long term. Uh, but uh, Hopkins was huge for that team. He, he like he was a possession receiver as well as a as a big threat. But it was almost like nobody could step up. I mean, AJ Green. I, I don't even think the dude finished with a catch. Yeah, he's bad. Um, he's so, shot. But 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 look, I mean. You can't. I don't care how frustrated you are. You cannot down 14 nothing about to, you know, get sacked in your own end zone for safety. You cannot just throw the ball up like straight up. I mean, my, you know, my, my boyfriend's really gotten into football the last few years because I've gotten him into it. Um, and so he has like after what after, you know, he's a Packers fan now and, he you know, he loves Aaron Rodgers. He can't stand bad quarterback play. And he saw that play and he's like, are you kidding me? Like, who the hell would do that? Like, and if he's saying that, what the fucking hell are you doing? Like, take a safety. You're still down two possessions. Deal with it. Go into halftime. It's bad. It's bad. But deal with it. Or better yet, just throw the ball away. Throw the ball out of bounds. I think he was outside the tight end box, whatever, you know, the, the tackle box, excuse me, to not, yeah. have to not have it be a intentional grounding. Come on. I mean, I, I just don't, I mean, why I don't understand boneheaded, just really boneheaded dumb plays. And especially once you get to the playoff stage, uh, you know, I would expect that if you're, you know, the jets or, or the, the Jaguars or something like that, not, not, not a, not a team, not a five seed in the playoffs. I mean, Good Lord. I mean, it's just, that was horrible. I'm sorry. I did not expect that at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I mean, obviously the game was pretty much over at that point, but yeah, that was an incredibly bad play. Yeah. And then, you know, the real, I mean, the real turnaround was the play before where it was a catch and they took what 30 minutes to figure out that they were not going to call the catch. And that was a huge play because it was whatever, a 25, 30 yard pass play to get them way out yes. of the end zone area, down yep. 14, nothing. They could have driven down, scored a touchdown and make it 14, seven. And instead it was 21, nothing. Basically for all intents and purposes, a 14 point swing. And what the hell was that referee crew doing? I mean, that was a catch. It was a catch. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't remember who the hell even caught it, but anyways, uh, yeah, that sealed the deal for me. And that was a bad weekend. So out with the old in with the new, so now it's time to talk. <laughs> time to talk divisional round. Uh, and uh, I'm going to get you this weekend here. So uh, we will. I'm I'm a I'm a nice guy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first here on Cincy Tennessee. Give us your uh, Tennessee is favored by three. Uh, give us your breakdown. Is it is it this. three now? Yeah, it's three. Okay. Um, I'm seeing, let's see, where where are you seeing three at? Uh, I checked earlier today. It was three. Really? I've been waiting all week for it to get down to three. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's three and a half. Yeah, it's three and a half. I've been, I've been waiting for so long, man. Mm. It it was, it was, it was three earlier today, but okay. So three and a half. Okay. So you, you, you obviously know who I'm on if I'm waiting for, a three. Uh, oh, I'm definitely yeah. on the Titans for sure. Uh, and I probably will end up taking the three and a half or buying down to three. I, I've just been, I've just missed three and a half so often, but on, on end of game field goals that yeah. I, I, I just hate those at this point. So we'll see. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping that there's some late movement on the Bengals, but uh, I doubt it. So I'm probably going to have to do that. But yes, I am. Uh, I'm definitely on the Titans at three or three and a half. And uh, I think that one, I don't know. I think they're just going to control that game. I, I think, I think being at home is going to play into it. Uh, I, I think on our point last week, I just don't think, that the Bengals are quite ready. Obviously they won, they won last week, which was impressive, but now they have to go on the road in playoff time. I just don't think it's going to end well for them this week. Yeah. The Bengals are ahead of schedule, right? I mean, their goal was to make the playoffs this year, Burroughs in the second year, make the playoffs, um, you know, maybe make a little noise in the playoffs. They've done that. They're way ahead of schedule. They have absolutely nothing to lose in this game. Nobody's going to say they had a bad year if they lost it. Not that the players, think through that stuff or worry about that stuff going into a game, but just overall, you know, there, there's no pressure on that. Right. Um, and I don't even think there's actually any pressure on the Titans for crying out loud. Like they weren't, nec- they weren't expected to be the one seed. Um, yeah. At the same time, they are at home. Um, and if you just look at the breakdown of this, they've got the better coach. Uh, they obviously have home field, as you mentioned, Derek Henry is going to be back and they're going to be, he's going to be featured a lot. And, they just play really, really, really good situational football. They just don't make a lot of mistakes. They're, they're like, they're like literally, if you looked at a mirror opposite of the Cowboys, the Titans would be that mirror opposite. Like they don't make, they don't have a bunch of pre-snap penalties. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. They don't underachieve. Although they did have a couple of really bad losses this year, but you know, over the course of a long season, you know, I think, I guess that's just going to happen. And, yeah, and I think a few of those losses, they were pretty beat up. As far yeah, exactly, as, exactly. As far as I know, they're pretty healthy. I know Henry's coming back. He'll he might have a little bit of rust to shake off, but that's not going to take long. And I think they're I think they're extremely healthy at the moment. Right, and so you know, just all I mean, they're not as good as the Packers, in my opinion, or probably even the Buccaneers. Um, you could even make the case that they're not even as good as the the Rams. But they are, I do believe, actually, the best team in the AFC, and we'll talk about that later. But um, I don't think you have anything to worry about with them at minus three and a half. I like the Titans by seven, 27-20 in that game. Uh, So Titans on the money line and Titans with points. All right, getting to my game, baby. Here it is. So i got a lot to say since it's my team. I get to go first. Um, 
I've got a lot to say about this, and I've heard a lot of commentary over the week, and I think actually most of it's been very spot on. Adam Shine, completely spot on. Uh, Lockdown Packers, uh, completely spot on. Most of Packer Twitter, if you ignore all the like really casuals, um, pretty spot on. And where this basically comes down to is as, is as follows a few, a few things here. So all the people saying, oh, well, this is the worst team to play. First of all, uh, we're the best team in football. If you don't think we can beat them, then we wouldn't be winning the Super Bowl. I mean, what if, I mean, give me a break. I mean, come on. Second of all, uh, unlike last year where home field had seven, 8,000 fans, there's going to be 80,000 fans at this game. Uh, that is going to make a big, big difference. Uh, third of all, uh, our offense is late years ahead of the 49ers. And the one weak spot in the 49ers defense is their cor- are their corners. And that is definitely an area that Adams and Rodgers can exploit. Uh, plus, I actually think our run game can uh, keep them off the field and do a good job. And then on the defensive side of the football, our defense is so much better than two years ago when we went to Candlestick or went into uh, Levi's where I happen to be at that game. And um, the defense is just, uh, it's just, it's just cohesive. Like they play as one unit. Uh, They're not super flashy, but they make all the plays. They get timely turnovers. Rasul Douglas is a force. Kenny Clark is a force. Um, I, I I just, I mean, I think Jared Alexander is going to be back. He's going to play. And their linebackers are are sneaky good, and so I I just that's I just, big time with Alexander back. Yeah, I just don't see any way that first of all they're going to play for the run. They're not going to let Debo Samuel or anyone else just. Well, yeah, them. yeah, and I mean on the pass, if you have Alexander on Debo yeah. Samuel, that's that's rough for no, him. No, but but they they they've been running Samuel a lot. They're going to stack eight in the box and say, "Good luck, Jimmy Garoppolo." Throw it through the air and beat Jared Alexander, and he's not going to be able to. He's probably going to throw two picks. <clears throat> and uh, this reminds me, honestly, this screams. This game screams 1996 divisional playoff uh, round all over again, where the Packers surprised the Niners by beating them the year before in Candlestick. But of course, the Niners were good for many, many years, way before that, before the Packers. And the Packers trounced uh, the. Uh, 49ers that day. I believe it was 35-14, but let me just check really fast. Yeah, so you're, was... you're, throwing, you're throwing us way back here, Mark. Woo. Yeah, it was 35-14, man. I know my I know my Packer Lord. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, I just, I just don't see. I remember that game vividly. I mean, that was uh, I was 18 years old. We won the Super Bowl that year. But anyways, I, I, I just five. the game screams that because um, that we have better talent. End of story. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're at home. It's a divisional round. It's going to be, that was actually the mud bowl game. That was where the conditions were super, super, super rainy and muddy. Um, and, uh, Steve Young got hurt and they replaced him with Elvis Gerbach and he was terrible. Um, so yeah, we knocked Steve Young out of the game in that, in that game. So bye-bye Steve Young. Have a nice one. Uh, anyways, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I just think for a lot of reasons – I'm sorry, Shanahan's overrated. I don't want to hear about that bullshit. I think LaFleur's underrated. Obviously, Rodgers is the best player in the game right now. He should win the MVP. Uh, he is not going to lose at home in the, divisional, in the divisional round after all this – for this entire season. There's just no way. Uh, Packers, I think, repeat the score of the 1996 divisional round, 35-14. Go, Pack, go. You know, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. <laughs> I, I just, I, I've, i I'm just not a believer in the 49ers. Like, I, I did like them against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are a complete different story. I, uh, I agree with Lambo. I agree with like getting the fans back. Um, Aaron Rodgers has looked legitimately unstoppable uh over the past man like five or six weeks and i just don't see jimmy garoppolo being able to keep up with him and i think that's exactly what he's gonna have to do because i don't see the 49ers defense uh stopping him so it's like you just can't expect the niners offense to keep up with what the packers offense is gonna do so yeah i i don't know about the score yeah, uh, <laughs> you should put a, uh, an exact score bet on that one, Mark, because you sound pretty sure about it. 
history repeats itself <laughs> on Saturday. But yeah, yeah. The, the Packers are definitely going to win. Uh, that's yeah, that's crazy. I just I just think five and a half. I think they definitely win by more than seven. Yeah. You win by 21. You should take a minus 20 and a half. Ooh, a little, a little outline, huh? We're getting a little frisky over here now. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of frisky, it's your game next. So you get to go first. Buccaneers minus three at home uh, against the Rams. Your top of a Buccaneers where you will be at the game on Sunday. Uh, trying to win a ticket to lose at Lambeau Field in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Going hey, up against hey, Matthew. For, for everybody out there, I just want a very, very important stat. This might be the most important stat that we share today on the podcast is uh, Tom Brady is undefeated while I am at the game. Okay. Uh, and I will be there Sunday. I will be there on Sunday. So lock that one in. What if, what if, what if a tornado keeps you at home? <laughs> if a tornado keeps me at home i'll be like we just need to post it on the uh telegram channel or something and tell people to maybe cash out their bets if there's an option okay well you are going <laughs> up against a very hot matthew stafford who's now one and whatever in his playoff career uh and uh just coming off his first playoff win last week against i think uh the very surprisingly poor showing of the Cardinals. Um, so you'd be surprised what I think about this game, but you get to go first since it's your team, and I went first last game. Yeah, what yeah, you've already, you've you already think? answered this. What uh, do you think? I, I like I, – okay, so I like the line on this one. There's some books at minus two and a half, and there's some at minus three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big thing that I'm looking at is, I mean, and it makes sense, but the Buccaneers defense in the playoffs kind of turns into a different animal. I remember, I remember we were talking last year on this same podcast uh, about how I was super worried about their defense going into the playoffs because they were just so inconsistent and they, they kind of were this year too like they're a little bit hit or miss but man uh, I know the Eagles aren't necessarily good but they they just look like they are out with a point to prove and this is the week I'm going to fade Matthew Stafford against that defense it's it's on the road they they beat us in LA earlier this year but I mean that was super early I, I think it was week three or four and obviously both teams have changed pretty drastically at this point. But I just think the Bucks defense is good enough to stop the Rams offense. And I just think that Brady is going to put points up with whoever you put on the field. Obviously, uh, Mike Evans was gelling last game. Uh, they got the two tight ends. And then we'll, we'll see who steps up at, at receiver this week. But, I mean, obviously the Rams defense is good. But... Brady, I, I, Brady's going to figure out, figure out how to beat him at some point. And I think it's going to be a relatively low scoring game, but I think the Bucks are going to win by four to seven points. So uh, for, from a betting perspective, purely from a betting perspective, this is a stay away game. Uh, I wouldn't touch this one. From a betting perspective, um, if you're part of a like an office pool where you're picking a bracket and you got to pick a team, um, well, I've already I already got knocked out because I picked the Cowboys in round one, so I actually don't have either team, and I and I picked the Cardinals, so I actually don't have either team in this game. I I have no dog in this fight at all, actually. Although I would like to see the Buccaneers lose because there are a few people in our pool that have the Buccaneers, uh, but I see this one mostly playing out in favor of the Rams. Uh, but I do think you are very, very, I guess I'll use the word fortunate that this game is in Tampa Bay. Uh, I oh, think for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I think, I think this, this, this could be the game where the Rams really rue losing that week 17, week 18 game to the Niners on uh, the regular season, blowing that 17 point lead. 
Uh, this was supposed to be a home game for them as well. And I think, and you would have had to play uh, maybe the Niners. It depends. But anyways, uh, this is the one that would really potentially bite them in the ass. However, I don't think all is lost uh, for the Rams in this. I do think that given the fact that Brady is a little bit older and doesn't move around as well. And uh, I do believe that given the Buccaneers offense isn't like one of those kind of offenses that can necessarily, uh, you know, stay on the field for long, long sustained drives. I do believe that gives a bit of an edge to the Rams defense a little bit. Um, I see this playing out one of two ways. I see either the rain, I see either actually a game almost identical, believe it or not, almost identical to the one that they played against the Cardinals where they just start out, you know, house of fire, you know, 14, 17, 20, nothing lead. Um, and it just is over from there. Um, you're talking about some, the Rams here. Yeah. I, it's not, look, at no. some point, no, it stops, stop, stop, no. stop, 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 stop. At some point, Brady is going to hit that wall. It's going to happen. Uh, I'm not saying it'll happen this game. Well, that's one scenario. The other scenario is a mostly tight game. And in that scenario, that definitely favors Brady. And then they win like 27-21 or something like that. But I really would not be that surprised if the Rams came out really, really, really ablazing again. Um, not so much maybe on the offensive side, but more on the defensive side, just using a lot of that momentum that they had from last week. And they didn't have to play a tough game. I know the Buccaneers didn't either, but I think it's better when the team doesn't have to play a tough game. Um, now, the X factor here, of course, is Matthew Stafford. Uh, I was very clear, never bet on him. You shouldn't bet on him. And he is, he is an accident or pick six waiting to happen. There's no question about that. But it is possible, it is possible that that doesn't even come into play if the defense just absolutely just overwhelms uh, the Buccaneers' offensive line. Keep in mind, I don't know if Worfs is going to be playing for you guys if that is the case. Yeah, um, that, would, that would hurt. Uh, but as far, as far as I've seen, he should be. All right. Well, anyways, this is still a stay-away game. Uh, slightly pulling for the Rams in this one just because – a lot of people in our playoff pool have the Buccaneers, so I'd like to see them uh, take a big hit. Um, but part of me also would say it'd be great to uh, beat the Buccaneers uh, with a full house at Lambeau this year, this time, uh, in the NFC Championship game. So, yeah, if you said you got to pick one on the money line, I would pick the Buccaneers, but I would actually take the Rams. Really? Really? It's too tight to take. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I'm I don't think. Fun. Yeah, I do think it's a field goal game. Yeah, I just don't like taking teams at, at plus two and a half. If I'm going to take them at plus two and a half. I'm no, most, of, most of the books have at plus three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at uh, Worfs and Ryan Jensen. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't practice today. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, we, need, we definitely need both those guys. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. But, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think they're going to play. Yeah, and I also sometimes when you play a really, really crappy team, it just makes you kind of a little bit feel like, oh, this is easy type of thing. And you get a little shell shot going up against a much tougher team the next week. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, that is a stay away game, though. If you were betting uh, with real money, I wouldn't touch it. Um, but – uh, what do I know? So <laughs> good, good luck on Sunday. I'm not, com I'm not rooting for you, but I'm not rooting against you either. I'm kind of indifferent on that one. Uh, I'll say that that's, that is the game that I most like totally indifferent on. I have the Titans, the Packers and the chiefs, um, in our office pool. So, uh, I care about that. I have nothing on that one. And, uh, I'm fine with playing either team in the NFC championship game because we will kick either of their butts. Yeah. So, um, now, now we're getting to the real stay away game. Well, I don't actually, uh, uh I would actually bet on this one more than the Rams Buccaneers one, uh, bills Chiefs. So I'll, I'll go first on this one. <clears throat> yes. The bills walked all over the Patriots, which was my one win last week against spread. I thought the Patriots were so fucking overrated though. Um, and their quarterback was not ready to win a playoff game yet. They, <clears throat> they overachieved just making the playoffs. Um, and uh, the Bills were clearly, clearly better, and especially playing at home. 
I mean, Arrowhead is still a really hard place to play. I don't want to hear about any regular season games that they won there. <laughs> it's a very hard place to play. And I think, you know, the Chiefs offense has, has found themselves. I think their defense is very solid is a good word for it. And I'm in the camp of Bills need to prove it when it counts. I've, and let's be clear, they made the AFC Championship game last year, but they need to beat the team that has made the Super Bowl the last two years for me to believe um, that they can do it. Now, if they if they were to beat the Chiefs, then I would think that they would beat the Titans um, in that in that AFC Championship game. But I don't see really. Didn't did you not just say the Titans were the best team in the AFC? Oh, I do. I, I did. Okay, but, but you, you, have the you have the Bills beating them if they advance out uh, on the yeah, road. But yes, and if the Chiefs win, I have the Titans beating the Chiefs. Um, Interesting. But, but okay. I don't. I don't think they'll get that far, which is why I have the Titans going to the Super Bowl. That's my point. So I have the Chiefs beating the Bills, uh, and then I in the AFC Championship game, I have the Titans beating the Bills, uh, beating the Chiefs. Um, okay. But if the Bills were to somehow get past the Chiefs, I guess I would have to say I like that matchup for the Bills. Um, keep in mind the Titans crushed the Chiefs earlier in the season during the regular season uh, in t- in Tennessee. So um, I think they match up very well against Kansas City, and I do think they're the best team. But I do think that if somehow the Bills get by them, I just think matchup-wise, it just doesn't bode well for Tennessee. So, anyways, yeah, um, the, the Chiefs were also anyway. That that's the next week conversation. But the yeah, Chiefs we can worry were, about that. Uh, were, yeah, but I, I like the Chiefs this week. I really love them at minus one and a half, minus two, whatever you can get them at. Um, I think they easily can win by a field goal for sure. I mean, if they win, they're going to win by a field goal. I mean, I don't yeah, know. yeah, right, right. and so. I'm sorry, Mahomes is the second best quarterback in the game right now, maybe third best. Um, yes, Allen is great. I'm not saying he's not, but uh, you, you got it. You always got to prove it. And in my opinion, before you can give the nod to that team, and the Chiefs have gone to the Super Bowl two consecutive years. Uh, they won the Super Bowl two years ago. Uh, the Bills can't get by them in the playoffs yet. And so my take is um, my take is the Chiefs definitely, especially with home field. And especially with Mahomes, uh, my take is the Chiefs win this game and cover. Yeah, this is one that is incredibly tough for me. And I I honestly can't see myself putting money on it. But gun to my head, I'm, I am taking the Chiefs just because it's at home. Yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable. You could say uh, these two teams are pretty damn even. And just because it's at home, it's the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yep. You know, and 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 I think that's I think that's a reasonable argument. I won't go quite that far. I still think the Chiefs are a smidge better. Also, think they have better coaching uh, as well too. Um, and I just I, I don't I don't think the I don't think I don't think Mahomes is losing in the divisional round. I do think he's losing the AFC Championship game, but I don't think he's losing in the divisional round. Like you know, and and this is just one of those where again, Bills, if you want to prove it wrong. Win and and here's here's the other thing. Same as with the same as with the Rams, the Bills blew it by not fucking having home field advantage throughout the playoffs or having the two seed. Like, don't lose in Jacksonville. Don't lose in yeah, uh, yeah. these other whatever other crappy losses that they had. I mean, you know that's your problem, Buffalo. You lost the games that you shouldn't have lost, and that's why you're in the position. If this game were in Buffalo, I'd say for sure Buffalo wins. So Buffalo's goal for next year should be get the number one seed. That's what they need. If they get the number one seed, they go to the Super Bowl. Now, before the season started, I had Packers-Bills as my Super Bowl pick, but that was predicated upon the Bills getting the number one seed, or at least the two seed. And they didn't do that. And so I'm sorry, but I think this this matters. You can't you can't blow off those games in the middle of the year to Jacksonville and lose 9-6, or whatever the hell it was, to them. You got to go out and take care of business. You didn't do it. Now your road is much tougher. And I think it's going to cost you. And learn your lesson. And next year, go and have a 13 and four record, get the number one seed, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, they definitely need to take care of business because mo- most likely they're, they're losing this week. You're right. And it is definitely because they're on the road. Yeah. I mean, I think so too. I think so too. So, all right, uh, that wraps up uh, our divisional round picks. So I'm with uh, Titans, Packers, Buccaneers, Chiefs on the money line, Titans, 
Packers, Rams, Chiefs uh, against the spread. And you are Titans money line and spread, Packers money line and spread, Buccaneers money line and spread, and Chiefs money line and spread. So the only game we differ on is Rams, Buccaneers against the spread. Yeah, yep, correct. So um, we gotta we gotta hear. Do you have any other crazy cool college basketball or NBA bets that you would like to share with the loyal listening audience today? <laughs> uh, I I hit I uh, I've been continuing my live bet uh, this week, and it's actually been it's actually been pretty crazy this week. It's actually my biggest uh, uh, earning week betting so far so which is pretty cool but so why is uh, that give, give us details well i i don't know why I, I last week i was talking about a new uh strategy i was trying where like i'm i'm betting very few games pre and pretty much uh man like like 90 percent of my bets are coming live so what i'll do is what I've noticed is like, there's usually spots to enter that are a little bit better than what I was on pregame anyway. And so uh, say, let's see, yesterday I was on the nuggets. So this is one Uh, they, uh, so I actually liked them on the points. I believe they were, it it was like nine or something. Uh, Didn't take it, waited, waited for the game. Obviously they're down 12 at halftime. So at halftime, this one, this one was a little sketchy because I could have got them at five and a half. Uh, but I was, I was feeling a little, it's kind of a heat check thing. Uh, ended up taking the money line. Uh, it was like plus, plus 175 uh, just shortly after half. And uh, obviously that game was crazy. That game was crazy. Jokic went off and uh, I hit that. But overall, yeah, this has been the, the biggest earning week in uh in my gambling career so it's something that i'm going to continue to work with like is that like obviously i don't have a big sample size i've been doing it for like a week and a half but i'm up like in between 4500 and 5000 this week wow that's awesome All yeah NBA no 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 like 85 percent college basketball uh 10 percent NBA and then uh, like five uh, percent NFL just due to lack of games there. But no, no NHL betting. No, no, I I stay pretty far away from the you NHL. Be betting on the Florida, you should be betting on the Florida Panthers. They're they're on fire. I know, I know, right? And then uh, yeah, I got the uh, the Lightning right next to me. But no, the the NHL I just don't know enough about to like properly so, handicap it. So as a longer Floridian than me. I got to ask a question. Why yes. do the Florida Panthers play in Sunrise, Florida? Why don't they play in Miami where the Heat play? You know, I have never done research on that one. I, I can't. I can't answer that. Jess, I expect <laughs> I, I, you to I have know, all I the answers. so little about the NHL. I couldn't even have told you that they played in Sunrise. So you might as well be the longer Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Panthers are like the best team in uh, like hockey by a long shot. So I'm like close. I mean, they are 27, eight and five. Well, actually, sorry, man, the Avalanche are 27, eight and three. Um, but wow. So 27, eight and five. And the next best team in the Eastern Conference is Tampa at 27, nine and five. The top two teams, <laughs> almost the top two teams in the NHL. Two of the top three teams are in fucking Florida. I know. (laughs) Eat your heart out, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, Lightning are back-to-back champs. So I need to get to a game. Honestly, I just need to get to a game. Maybe that'll get me into hockey. Yeah, well, no, uh, I told told Elgin, I said, we're going to a game. So, uh, you know, diehard Bucks fan, diehard Brewers fan, diehard Packers fan, but – um, we never had a hockey team in Wisconsin. And so I adopted the Sharks a little bit as a, as my NHL team, uh, when I lived in San Francisco, um, started following them in like 2015 or so went even to a, a Sharks hockey game and had a really good time, but I don't quite have that same affinity for them as I did, um, 
you know, my team's from Wisconsin because I didn't grow up in San Francisco. And so I, I told him, I said, I said, I would be fine with becoming a Panthers fan. I mean, I'm fine with that because I, I, I really kind of a little bit of an orphan when it comes to NHL teams. So I would be fine with becoming a Panthers fan. But why do they play in Sunrise like 35 miles away? Why can't they play in FTX, which is like a 20 minute walk for me? I mean, <laughs> God. Hey, uh, like, yeah. I mean, how, how long is the 35 mile drive up? Is yeah, it like an hour I mean, for you guys? 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just, is kind of a pain to get to a I game. Mean, what, then. But why do they play there? I don't understand. What is the purpose of it? Like, what the hell? Like, I just don't, I, I, I just, I, I, it makes no sense. There's nothing else to say about it. It makes no sense. Um, they should be playing in Miami. That's all there's to it. Or build an arena in Fort Lauderdale. I could live with that. But they should not be playing in the middle of nowhere, which is basically what they do right now. So that has to or that irks me a little bit for sure. So, anyways, here I, that's I, that's I, I may I may uh, got an answer for you. Um, mm-hmm. here, here, here's the first one. I just literally typed it in exactly as you asked it. it. Says because after looking at the demographics of where most of the fans were it was decided that it would be more strategic to move closer up north, being that most fans lay more north of Miami versus in Miami. What are they trying to say that uh, hockey fans are more? Uh, I, I guess more outside of Miami, I, I, I guess. Yeah, they also said this same person says, as a fan, it's also easier to go to games. I go to about 12 a season. And it doesn't take nearly as long to get out versus coming from a heat game. Obviously, that's that, that's where that person lives. But uh, anyway, yeah, I guess it was demographics based off fans. I don't know if they pulled that before or how they how they came across those like numbers. But that is the answer. I'd be interested to see because I haven't paid any attention to this uh, to the Panthers to Panthers hockey until very recently. I should check their attendance. Well, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the NHL, so I'm sure they're drawing well. But I'd like to see what their attendance numbers over the years have been since they since they started the franchise. Yeah. Uh, to see if it's uh, if they've drawn well in Sunrise, um, or if uh, you know if they probably could have done better down um, down here in Miami. And even if it's not Miami, it could be Fort Lauderdale or something like that. A little bit more metropolitan. I mean, it's just a little bit just a little bit odd. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a, like, well, and I, I said the same thing about the Niners moving. Like, I mean, I'm not a Niners fan. I hate the freaking Niners, but I think it was terrible when they moved out of Candlestick down to Levi's in Santa Clara. I mean, that's a 35 mile drive from San Francisco and it's the middle of fucking nowhere. It's the middle of nowhere. Like that's not yeah. an experience. That's not a good experience for going to watch a game. Um, so I don't know. I'm not a fan of teams playing, in the middle of nowhere, outside of their city, who knows where. Uh, I guess the Patriots do the same thing in Foxborough. I don't know. I just don't get that. It's like, but even then, at least at the New England Patriots, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think you should be in the town where you play in, make it easy for fans, like be right there in the heart of it, be part of your city. I don't know. That's my take, but maybe I'm misguided. I mean, I agree with you. I just, yeah, obviously I'm not a, <laughs> an owner of a team. I, I don't know what goes into all of it, but you're right. Like playing in Foxborough makes no sense. Like I've been, I've been to that stadium and it is, it is literally in the middle of nowhere. So I don't know. I don't know. What right. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just, it's dumb. Okay. Well, uh, this has been another amazing episode. I'm excited for this weekend's games. I'm excited for a uh, potential Packers Bucks NFC Championship rematch, I know it's we'll gonna happen. It's I know we'll happen. be there. Good luck. Good luck to your team. Book your uh, tickets, Mark. Huh? I said book your tickets. <laughs> well, you know, I would like to go back up to Green Bay for the Super Bowl. You know, I would actually like to be there during the Super Bowl because I did I went back to Milwaukee for the Super Bowl in 2010 and I of course lived in Wisconsin uh, for uh, Super Bowl 31 when I was 18 uh, back in 1996 I was in Madison I was my freshman year of college in Madison so it's always fun to be back in that state and 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 when you know they're making a Super Bowl run it's just so much fun right 
So I don't know if I want to go up there for the NFC yeah, championship. Yeah, I'm game. sure. I'm sure that city is buzzing. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go up there for the NFC championship game and then turn around and go back up there for the Super Bowl. Uh, so I got to think about that one. But definitely, I would love to go there for the Super Bowl. So, and I can't believe it. I was just looking casually to see Super Bowl tickets. Nosebleeds in the worst possible spot are like seventy five hundred dollars. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's crazy that I uh, I mean, it's crazy that they fill that stadium because it's like, I mean, they have that many people that are willing to spend that much on on a ticket to a game in a nosebleed seat. Yeah, I'm I'm baffled at that. Like, I mean, I just I I mean, I get it. It's your chance to see a team, your team win the Super Bowl. And it is a it is a spectacle of an event besides just the game. I mean, you got the halftime show and the pregame. Everything else is just amazing, right? But still, I just that is that's for the worst seats. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the best seats are probably fifty to one hundred k a a ticket. Yeah, yeah, that is that is crazy. You know, like lower bowl, you're right. I I would say the worst lower bowl. It's got to be. 20,000 based off that at least yeah. yeah it's crazy it's crazy so uh well, okay well we'll see first things first we got to win this weekend <laughs> yeah you're planning ahead here you got to get past the bucks first uh well well yeah i mean we'll get past the niners and then we'll beat you so it's fine um <laughs> so all right man well it's late it is time for me to hit the hay it's 1 30 in the morning here eastern time it has been another amazing episode jess Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you for staying up late with me and we will do it again next week. All right. Hey, thank you, Mark. All right. Good night. Bye.